Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. National and beyond, I'm Mike Marillo. It could soon be illegal to turn right on a red light in D.C., we'll explain. The Dow closed down 313 points, NASDAQ down 110, S&P off 44, and the Nats lose to the Braves. It's midnight. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foti in Washington, and we begin with a developing story in northwest Ohio where there are injuries reported after an explosion at the BP Husky Toledo refinery. Huge flames and black smoke coming from this area. The burn-off lighting up the sky for hours. At least two people, we've learned, have been taken to a local hospital. Family members tell us the BP workers were badly burned. We don't know what caused the incident, but we do know there was a very large response from fire firefighters from Northwest Ohio. WTOL TV's Melissa Andrews. Now the aftermath of Hurricane Fiona, more devastation in Puerto Rico, much of which again is in the dark just as it was five years ago. CBS's David Begno. In Salinas, we caught up with Puerto Rico's Governor Pedro Pierluisi, who predicted that the power is going to be on soon. A substantial majority of the customers will get their power back by the end of the day tomorrow. Yeah, but I'm not talking 100% at all. Near where the governor surveyed damage, one farmer in Salinas called this the worst catastrophe in 20 years. Plantains, bananas, all underwater, ruined. And even after that, Fiona remains a major threat in the Caribbean, battering several more islands and apparently heading for Bermuda. Nearly 50 people in Minnesota are charged by the federal government in an alleged fraud scheme to skim a quarter of a billion dollars from pandemic relief money. The scheme began in early 2020 with a food program known as Feeding Our Future. It allegedly funneled tens of millions in federal dollars to people running fraudulent food sites or nutrition programs. Correspondent Jeff Begays at the big meeting at the U.N., a frightening new report on global hunger. In an open letter to world leaders, non-government organizations claim one person is dying of hunger every four seconds. They claim 345 million people are now experiencing acute hunger worldwide. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. In Ukraine, correspondent Deborah Pata has been talking to people in a region just retaken from Russia with apparent evidence of torture and other war crimes. Factory worker Artem Larchenko says he was electrocuted repeatedly because his brother is in the military. If I didn't answer the way they wanted, he told us, they'd turn up the voltage so that the electric shock is stronger. In Japan, a man set himself on fire near the prime minister's office reportedly in protest against a state funeral plan next week for former leader Shinzo Abe. This baseball note, Yankee outfielder Aaron Judge has hit his 60th home run of the season against Pittsburgh, matching Babe Ruth and moving within one of Roger Maris's American League record. This is CBS News. The average home sells for over the asking price, and with Orchard's win-win program, you can win twice. Here's how. Win number one. Orchard can make you a guarantee guaranteed cash offer for your home. Next, Orchard handles the sale of your old home, including upgrades, listing, and showing. Win number two, Orchard not only guarantees the sale of your home, when it sells for more than your cash offer, you keep the extra. You win again. Get a no-cost, no-obligation offer at Orchard.com. Orchard.com. WTOP at 1203. 
Wednesday morning, midweek, and September 21st, 2022. We are looking at a clear, pleasant overnight early morning. Low humidity, lows in the mid-60s, 50s in part of the burbs before we're done. We're at 63 in our nation's capital right now. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your Tuesday morning ride. I'm Dean Lane. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we head into this day together. During a visit locally to Loudoun County, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin is now defending new and highly controversial state guidelines for transgender students. After inspecting vote counting systems and praising the integrity of Virginia elections, Governor Youngkin was asked about the state's new education model policies, which would require parents' permission before schools change the name and gender references of a student. This is about respecting children. Transgender students and their parents say they're fearful of the new guidelines and worried they could spark bullying. Youngkin says no one should fear the guidelines, which bolster parental involvement. I would find it very hard to argue that a parent being engaged in a child's life is inconsistent with that child's safety. The governor says students' dignity, privacy, and safety will be respected. In Leesburg, Dick Uliano, WTOP News. WTOP at 1204. On your Wednesday morning, following up now on that big fight locally in Montgomery County during a Friday night football game, the Montgomery County Public School Superintendent and other school leaders are now planning apparently to discuss updated sporting event security measures later today, this Wednesday, in response to the brawl between the Gaithersburg and Northwest High School football teams. Both programs have been suspended. Gaithersburg police telling WTOP this week four juveniles and one adult were charged in connection to the fights off the field. Fox 5 reports a new charge was filed against the coach for Northwest High School. Maryland Electronic Court records show that coach Travis Hawkins has been accused of assault, and the same court record indicates the person who made the complaint was William Gant, the athletic director for Gaithersburg High School. There's been no comment. WTOP at 12.05. If you drive down the Dallas Toll Road next month, you may see Metro trains traveling down the tracks of Phase 2 of the Silver Line project. But no, you can't hop on one just yet to get to the Dallas airport. For the first half of October, Metro will begin running simulated service along the tracks. This comes as it works to train staff and check off pre-service safety requirements that need to be met. The Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission must give Metro the green light when it comes to safety. Metro Rail determines when to open the line but they may only do that after they complete their safety certification process and we concur that they properly completed that process. The Safety Commission CEO David Mayer, the goal has been to take you through Reston to Dulles International Airport and beyond starting sometime this fall. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. New this morning on WTOP Wednesday, D.C. moving toward making it illegal to turn right on red at most intersections in the city. The goal here to protect cyclists and pedestrians. The D.C. Council voted unanimously to make it a traffic violation to go right on red. This week is when the vote was taken. This is a preliminary vote, though. If it passes a final vote, the law would take effect in 2025. The new legislation would allow cyclists to ride through stop signs and red lights without stopping when it's safe to do so. The legislation also would let DDOTs allow right turns at certain red lights if they find it will improve safety at specific intersections. There's a move in Congress to give D.C. its greatest expansion of home rule in nearly a half a year. Half a century, that would be. WTOP Capitol Hill correspondent Mitchell Miller Wednesday morning says it centers right now on a major change to oversight of D.C. laws and spending approved by a House panel. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton says her legislation would make an important change in dealing with crime in the district. This bill 
would give D.C. the authority to prosecute all D.C. crimes. Her bill would also give D.C. the authority to grant clemency on its own and end the congressional review period for legislation passed by the D.C. Council. It's opposed by Georgia's Jody Heiss, a Republican on the House Oversight Committee. At a time of rising violent crime in the district, we should not be further eroding the rule of law in D.C. While the bill has support from House Democrats, it's unlikely to get approved by the full Congress. On Capitol Hill, Mitchell Miller, WTOP News. Man is in custody locally after police say he vandalized the base of the Washington Monument with paint. U.S. Park police say the suspect was taken into custody near the monument around 8 p.m. last night. The area around the base of the monument is now temporarily closed. Spokesperson for the National Park Service says this morning... Conservators will begin the restoration now. The process in the morning, they say removing the paint could take two to three weeks. Daily operations will not be impacted by the restoration process. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to the middle of your week, September 21st, 2021. Glad you're with us here at WTLP, where the time now is 12.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the gates and when it breaks. Good morning to Carlos Ramirez with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thanks, Dean. We're watching the work zones on 66. Uh, looking at the, the camera here that uh, takes you on the westbound side of 66 towards 28. Looks like traffic may be held right now. I'm not seeing traffic moving at this point. Now, initially, you only had a single lane available to you between the Fairfax County Parkway and 28 itself. But again, watching the camera now, I don't see any traffic moving. It's very possible that you're being held for a few minutes here as uh, they are working on a lot of overheads. If you're headed southbound on 28, they have the ramp from southbound 28 out to 66 westbound completely closed as well. All of this may be related at this time. Do be a little patient here if you're headed westbound. If you're headed eastbound, I'm not seeing nearly as many delays, but the work crews are definitely out there as you make your way between uh, 29 in Gainesville and 234 Prince William Parkway. Right side of the roadway is blocked and the ramps from 29 on to 66 east are closed as well. Eastbound side of 66 between Nutley Street and the Beltway. You'll only have a single lane getting by right now. All your ramps seem to be available. You should be fine as far as that's concerned. Uh, it just looks like you have that single right lane getting by the work zone headed towards the Beltway. I do hesitate there because I'm looking at the camera now and it looks like the eastbound side of 66 towards the Beltway uh, may also be held right now. They might be holding traffic for just another brief moment. I'm not seeing any traffic moving. Uh, they're just sitting still in that single far right lane. Be a little patient here if you're riding on 66 tonight. DC 295 northbound. The accident scene happened on the left-hand side of the roadway as you make your way up towards Eastern Avenue. As of now, it looks like you've got plenty of room along the right side. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, Fitzway used cars best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Well, fall is right around the corner, but summer wants to hold on a little longer. We've got a high temperature into the mid to upper 80s out there on your Wednesday. Plenty of sunshine, too. Uh, as we make our way into the day on Thursday, tracking a frontal boundary, that'll make its way through, giving us a good chance for a few showers and thunderstorms. A lot of cloud cover, too, with a high temperature in the upper 70s to low 80s. Behind that system, oh, we get cool. High of only mid to upper 60s on Friday. Friday night into early Saturday morning, most of us will be in the 40s. So get ready for the cooler air. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now we're at 62, Fort Belvoir, 70, Foggy Bottom, and in Silver Spring. We're at 63 and holding in our nation's capital. Midnight hour, Wednesday morning, midweek, September 21st. Welcome into WTLP. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. The Invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24-7, 365. 
Washington's Top News, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The latest in just moments on WTOP, where the time now is 12.11. Good morning. Welcome in. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future, too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. At Len the Plumber, we know plumbing issues can be stressful. No one understands this more than our plumbers. Nobody's excited to call a plumber. My approach is to allow that customer to feel comfortable with me in their house and to go over any and all options of what repairs they can make to their home for whatever budget suits them. Our promise of same-day service seven days a week isn't just an option. It's who we are. The only way to get a plumber today, just call WTOP at twelve twelve. Good morning. This is WTOP News. Welcome in this Wednesday, September twenty first. Glad you're with us at one hundred three point five FM, WTOP.com, and again on the WTOP app. Twelve twelve this morning. Now to the latest on the war. Ukraine has made huge gains, taking back land occupied by Russia, and they're seizing tanks, ammunition, and other weaponry after being behind by Russian troops left there and an apparent. Chaotic withdrawal. Ukraine's forces are now deploying those captured Russian tanks to solidify their gains in the northeast amid an ongoing counteroffensive. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green says this morning U.S. military officials see this latest development as a turning point in this war. They are seeing the success, their own success, for helping them with intelligence and helping them with weapons and just essentially making sure that Ukraine is aware of things that they probably wouldn't be aware of if they didn't have the kind of assistance that they have for the U.S. But yes, it's absolutely a turning point in the war. And they see this because of the actions of those Russian troops. As you mentioned, they've been leaving behind hundreds of very expensive pieces of equipment that essentially cost millions and tens of millions of dollars because they're running away so hastily. Does it appear, though, that Russia has a response to the counteroffensive? What Russia's trying to do right now is... They are trying to, to get a respite. They're trying to get a breather. They're trying to find people to fight, and they're looking under every rock and under every piece of moss that they can find to find anybody that's with a heartbeat to go over there and fight. But the problem is Russia doesn't really have what it takes to fight Ukraine right now. They don't have the weapons. They don't have the money to get new weapons. They don't really have the support of the troops. Troops are deserting. Uh, almost 50,000, according to Ukraine, troops have died already. So they are really struggling, and it's not clear at all that Russia has anything for this counteroffensive at this point. But I will say this. I've been warned, Russia starts this way in every single war it's fought in the last 100 years. It starts slow, and then they pick up speed. There are reports that Russia is moving its submarines away from Crimea. What does that tell us about where the war is going? Crimea is the crown jewel for Russia and has been for a while, uh, and they have supposedly quote-unquote own this since 2014 and they can no longer keep their subs there because the Ukrainian counteroffensive 
threat is too great. Drones that they are using and other types of weapons and in this, along with intelligence that they're getting from the West, is helping Ukraine essentially find these submarines. And, you know, we always call submarines, they call them the hidden hunters because you don't know where they are. Well, Ukraine knows where they are and they're going after them. With the latest in the war between Russia and Ukraine, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green talking with Mark and Deb. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Wednesday morning, middle of your week, September 21st, 1215. Indeed, sports time. Rob Woodfork's first midnight hit this morning. The Nationals and Orioles lost by the same score, but we view the results quite differently. The Nats fell in Atlanta 3-2, clinching the Braves a playoff spot, but the Nats never let the game get away despite losing Patrick Corbin to back spasms just 12 pitches into his start. Enter Erasmo Ramirez, who valiantly pitched a solid three innings of relief for Dave Martinez. He's been good. He's been good in all situations all year long. He really has. I mean, he has a, he had an unbelievable year so far. So obviously we'll have to give him a couple days off. The day off does help. So hopefully uh, Paulo could give us four or five innings tomorrow, and then we'll see where we're at. As in Paolo Espino, the starter for the 12-20 series finale. Meanwhile, in Baltimore, the Orioles' 3-2 loss to the Tigers has the O's on the brink of being swept on their own field by the fourth-worst team in baseball, outscored in the first two games by a combined score of 14 to 2 and fading in the American League wildcard race with only 15 games to go in the regular season. Aaron Judge became the fifth player in Major League history to reach 60 home runs and sits one shy of fellow Yankee great Roger Maris's American League record. This on a night when baseball mourns the loss of Maury Wills, one of the greatest athletes to come out of D.C., a seven-time MLB All-Star, a three-time World Series champion with the Dodgers, and the first major leaguer to steal 100 bases in an unbelievable 1962 season in which he won MVP of the All-Star game played in his native D.C. before taking home National League MVP and one of his two career gold gloves. Maury Wills, one of the most feared men on a major league base path, was 89. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. 1217, Wednesday morning, midweek, September 21st. One of the top stories we're following for you this midnight hour on WTOP, the senior federal judge appointed to review materials seized by the FBI from Donald Trump's Florida estate last month sharply questioned the Trump attorneys this week on Tuesday. Judge Raymond Deary repeatedly pressing the lawyers for refusing to back up the claim the former president declassified the highly sensitive documents found. At Mar-a-Lago, Russia struggling to beat Ukraine on the battlefield, so now it's trying to do it at the ballot box. Russian-controlled regions of eastern and southern Ukraine announcing plans to start voting this week to become parts of Russia. Ukraine is expected to be President Biden's primary focus in New York, where he is attending high-level talks right now, delivering an address at the United Nations this week. Stay with WTLP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Wednesday morning, September 21st at 12.18. Good morning. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, Carlos Ramirez is with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thanks, Dean. I'm watching the handful of work zones on 66. Uh, the biggest issue right now is going to be uh, both on the eastbound and westbound side. We'll start off eastbound after Nutley Street. Traffic was held for approximately 15 minutes. Traffic was not moving. However, as of now, watching the cameras, things are moving once again, albeit very slowly. Single file along the right-hand side of the roadway between Nutley Street 
and the Beltway. Now, it is unclear how many times they're going to be doing this throughout the night. I will keep you posted as uh, as we see them stop traffic. With the overhead work that they are doing, this has become more and more frequent. Hopefully, when they wrap up all this work, uh, this will stop happening. However, for now, single right lane gets by headed towards the Beltway on the eastbound side of 66. Now, westbound on 66, traffic, I still don't see anybody moving between the Fairfax County Parkway and Route 28. Keep that in mind uh, through that area and follow any direction there. Might want to plan an alternate route if you can. Listener, let us know that the work zone on the southbound side of 28 currently blocks the ramp to westbound 66, so you will not be able to access 66 West. If you're headed on... 29 in Gainesville, trying to access 66, you cannot. You cannot get onto eastbound 66 from 29 in Gainesville. You're going to need to find an alternate route. In Maryland, for the most part, uh, your majors are looking okay, with a few exceptions. The inner loop of the Beltway between Old Georgetown Road and Georgia Avenue has got two right lanes blocked, uh, though you got plenty of room along, along the left-hand side. If you're headed on the outer loop of the Beltway, past Baltimore Avenue, Route 1, looks like the far left lane is blocked once again. No delays because of that one. I-95 looks great, and across the Bay Bridge, you've got two-way traffic on the eastbound span. And if you're continuing westbound, just past Sandy Point, got another work crew, and that one's blocking the far left lane. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. One more summer-like day across the area, and it just happens to be the last full day of summer with a high of 87 on your Wednesday. Thursday, a cold front moves through. High temperatures in the upper 70s to low 80s, a chance of showers and possible thunderstorms on Thursday. Behind that, though, much cooler. Highs only in the mid to upper 60s. A lot of sunshine, but it is going to feel like fall for sure. Friday night into early Saturday morning temperatures into the 40s in most locations, but highs on Saturday afternoon into the low 70s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. We're at 69 in Annapolis, 64 Bowie as well in Leesburg. We are up a few degrees to 67 now in our nation's capital. Midnight hour, Wednesday morning, September 21st. Welcome to the middle of your week. This latest check brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. New Look Home Design. Check them out. WTOP at 1221. Good morning. today at carsforkids.org. That's cars with a K. Your car can be picked up as soon as the next day. Receive a tax deduction and vacation voucher. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Attention veterans, transitioning service members, and military spouses. Companies in Northern Virginia want to hire you. Interview with more than 40 leading companies and government agencies hiring for more than 10,000 jobs at an in-person career fair on September 21st or virtually on September 22nd. All experience levels welcome. This fair is open to all veterans, transitioning service members, military spouses, and cleared talent. So, what are you waiting for? Take the next step in your career. Go to workinnorthernvirginia.com and click on Career Fairs for more. This is WTOP News. Wednesday morning, September 21st. Glad you're with us here at WTOP, where the time is 1222. Money. New K 
inflation could soar to more than 22% next year if energy prices continue their upward spiral. The warning this week from Goldman Sachs. This morning, Joe Phillips, a political commentator in the UK, says inflation there is already worse than it is here in the United States. The cost of living is terrifying. Inflation is running at around about 9% at the moment and predicted that it could go up, certainly into double figures by early next year. The real problem is, of course, that people's wages haven't gone up. And whilst you can blame some of the problems on the war in Ukraine, which undoubtedly has had a huge effect on the cost of fuel, Britain is not dependent on Russian gas in the same way that other European countries are. And this government and the one previously and the one prior to that have failed to invest in renewable energy. You know, we've got old, drafty houses that are not properly insulated. And things like, you know, filling up your car if you have to drive to go to work and you're only on a minimum wage, that has a huge impact. I mean, you know, we hear anecdotal stories of people who are working in low-paid sectors like um, teaching assistants or care assistants in the healthcare sector who actually can't afford to go to work. So that's a really big problem. And we know that food banks have seen a massive increase in their use over the last few weeks. And it's the energy prices, Dimitri, that are really going to cripple people. I mean, you know, it is getting darker in the evenings autumn is here or fall as you call it and the winter is going to be very very tough for many people who will have to choose between heating or eating i want to be very delicate as i pivot toward the late queen elizabeth ii it is not common to have somebody as a monarch for 70 years so it's quite understandable that there would be these 10 days of mourning and of course the royal funeral and all that's gone with it but i'm just wondering from an economic standpoint with so many businesses shut down could that actually hurt the economy further? Hard to tell at the moment because we haven't seen the full impact. Um, so yes, the day of the funeral on Monday was a bank holiday, so everything was closed. What really happened, which is probably going to have more of an impact, is that, as you know, the Queen died pretty much 48 hours after we had a new Prime Minister. And because we went straight into that period of mourning, all government business went on hold for 10 days. So that has delayed things like the Bank of England, who are expected to announce another interest rate rise on Thursday, but would have done it 10 days ago. Bills and uh, processes of government that Liz Truss might have tried to get through had to stop because the whole business of state just stopped during that period of mourning. So there will have been some delays, there will have been some hiccups. In terms of the impact on the wider economy, it's very hard to tell because obviously the fantastic spectacle that it was and the military literally and figuratively precision um, that the whole event carried out in beautiful sunshine in London and in Windsor, I think will have done a good thing for Britain in terms of tourism and in terms of global recognition. Talking UK inflation this morning, political commentator Joe Phillips in London. On Skype with our Dimitri Sotis, the Queen's funeral, by the way, estimated to have cost about $9 million. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Here's Matt Mandrock, the head of U.S. public sector at Zoom, on Workplace Reimagined, sponsored by Zoom.
employees now are demanding autonomy, flexibility, and most important, the need for technology to support the way of working. The government is needing to you know, meet these fast-changing demands, and it's essential for a virtual experience to be as good as, if not better, than an in-person experience. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Zoom. Across the virtual halls of government, federal employees trust Zoom for government communications and collaboration and to engage with the public in serving their mission. Zoom for government with ATOs across the federal spectrum is U.S.-based using the AWS GovCloud. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, Confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 